Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome into the program. It's Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts, and we're going to get greedy a little bit here on this show, or at least we're going to talk about some greed. greed. Yeah, a little voice of greed. Uh, I always think of like the the cartoons, Phil, the old school cartoons, you know, the angel and the devil, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. One saying one thing, one saying another. So, you know, when it comes to our money, Phil, there's there's several ways, and of course, we get a little bit greedy. And I'm really mm-hmm. going to kind of view this right now. It's it seems like a little late to have this conversation because everybody's not feeling greedy. We're all worried about inflation and and the yeah. gas prices and everything that's going on. But over the last several years, and you and I have been talking about this for a long time now. It's easy yeah. to get lulled to sleep when the market has been on fire the way that it has been and it's yes. been low. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just human nature, right? I mean, yeah. so and that, that little angel that was on your shoulder before and I was sitting there pointing his finger and saying, I told you so, told you yeah. so. Yeah. And before the little <laughs> devil was going, you can do it, put more. Don't listen, come on. What are you talking about? Look at this. This is not going to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to do and it's oh, yeah. human nature. It is, you know, oh, market's going great. I want some of that. I want some of that. You know, I got to get in there. Market was 10% last year. Why didn't I get 10%? You know, it's, you know, it's easy, it's easy to jump in and, and, you know, buy into that, but you got to understand, step back, look at the big picture. That's not what markets do long-term. It's not how it works. Well, on it's, this, it's uh, hard to argue against that voice of greed. Oh, no, it is. It is. So on this uh, allergy-ridden show, because I think Phil and yeah. I are suffering some, from allergies today, uh, spring is getting It's, it's springtime, yeah. Lo- love it, but hate it. That's right. <laughs> uh, we're going to try to talk about how to recognize the voice of greed and, and hopefully be able to fight it a little bit, especially now that yep. you know it's a little easier again when things are getting not so rosy, but hopefully uh, yeah. some of this stuff will be short-lived. So anyway, I got a couple of statements here. I got a couple of general ways sure. that people People kind of view some of the things or have in the past couple of years when everything's been so rosy, mm-hmm. uh, at least as far as I suppose I should say that with the caveat, right? Rosy from a financial standpoint with the markets, right. and so on, not COVID. So the market's been doing great last three years. Uh, so it's definitely a good time to invest a little more and be more aggressive. That's probably why you're stressing now here in early 2022 with some of the right. downturns and the dips, because the last three years you've been hitting it hard. Because you want to be, you want to be greedy. Let's be honest. Right. And unfortunately our greed doesn't happen, you know, right up front. I mean, if we kind of spin this back to the markets in 2008, right. Okay. Bottom of the market coming out of this early 2009, even in 2010, people aren't so greedy then. They're like, oh, yeah, oh, we're all oh, 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 it's terrible. We all, because yeah. we, we remember what just happened, right? Yeah. 15, 16, 18. Now you're thinking, oh, this is great. Look at the markets. Now I'm going to jump in. Now we start to get really greedy. Yeah. You know, so now you, and that's just human nature, right? We get to the top of this. Oh, this is great. It's always going to go straight up. Let's jump in. Yeah. Let's roll. And then you pick up, you know, that's the wrong time. If you're going to get greedy, get greedy at the bottom. But no one right. does. It's just not human nature. That's not what we do. Yes. So don't get greedy, you know, with it. Don't you don't look at the emotional side of investing. And that's, that's the, the bottom line is, is you got to pull the emotions out of it. Yeah. Understand what you're comfortable with, you know? Um, and, and if you're looking at an investment, don't just look at, Oh, but the last three years, the last five years, the last 10 years, look at what it's done. Yeah. Look at reality. Look at the last time it went through a market correction. What did it do? And if you're not comfortable with that, then don't go to the, 
growth side of that and just look at that piece yeah. of the equation. You, you're going to get ability. burned at, at some oh, point. Yeah. yeah. It's your ability to tolerate it, right? Because we can all Correct. tolerate it. Yeah. We can all tolerate it when it's 30% up and 20% right, right. up. But you can't barely tolerate it at 3% down or 5% down, then you're not being really honest with yourself, right? I mean, you're right. not recognizing the angel and the devil. You're just focusing on the greed. So, yeah. You gotta and, and with that, unfortunately, when, when greed happens like that, we jump in thinking, oh, it's going to go up. And then we jump out at the wrong time. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like a double-edged sword. Number one, we dump in way too late jump in way too late. So we're, we're not getting right. fully yeah. all of the upside. We're, we're coming in at the veil, very tail end of it. So we're probably going to get some of it yeah. and maybe even two years or three years of it. So you get, get even greedier because you think, Oh, this is great. This always goes this way, you know, and then all of a sudden it, yeah. it's going to flip. And then, then you ride it too long, you know, cause you're thinking, Oh, well, we're down 15%. Oh, it's you know, look at COVID, you know, that time frame and the, and yeah. the pandemic and, yeah, drop it, it bounced right back, you know, in, in, you know, 15 and 18, when we had some, you know, these similar volatilities mm -hmm. and who knows where we're at. I mean, maybe it will bounce right back, but historically right. the conflict could end these, and it could go up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you get to these long-term bear markets. It takes an extended period to hit the bottom and come back. It's just well, what markets do. And Phil, those indicators are there, right? I mean, every time they, yes. every time they sit down to talk in the Ukraine and with Russia, they sit down to have a conversation, even if it's fallen through the market yeah. immediately bounces up. Like just at the time we're talking, right. just yesterday, they, they did one of those kind of things and it was down, down, down. And then news came out that they were sitting down the degree to sit down and talk and it went up, up, up. And then as the day wore on, it went back yeah. down a little bit. So it's all yeah. reaction. And then the headlines hit today, you know, talks break down. So, uh, you mentioned, you know, jumping in too late. That was kind of my next one, recognizing that voice of greed. It's like, well, I heard this thing, you know, right? Where, yep. you know, whatever channel it is you're watching or somebody, and I want to jump in on it before, you know, everybody else does. By the time you've heard it, everybody it else too, knows it too. It's too late. Yeah. You're not, you're not hearing anything new. So you're not getting any hot tip. It's a lukewarm. Yeah. Test, right. So yep. recognize that and, and don't, I mean, I, I get it. We all suffer from FOMO, fear of missing out. We want to. Absolutely. I want to get on on crypto. Well, you know, I now it's too late, you know, kind of thing. It's not too late, but it's just one of those things where you're like, it's definitely going to be harder to do than it would have been five years ago. You know, and it's so funny. You mentioned crypto because I just saw a funny cartoon on that where, you know, it had these two doors of, uh, and people standing behind them. You know, one of them was a door where it said crypto thirty-seven dollars or thirty-seven or Bitcoin thirty-seven thousand. There was one person in line. Mm -hmm. The other one was Bitcoin sixty-four thousand. There's like you know ten thousand people in line for that one. So right. when the market's flying high, Bitcoin is you know high. Oh yeah, we got to get in. We're gonna, you know, but now it's down to thirty-seven. We're like, oh no, that, that's too risky. You can't do that's that. Too risky. Yeah, <laughs> to your point exactly. Um, okay, so this next one here on recognizing the voice of greed feels kind of fun for me. Um, and, and a lot of us have done this over the last couple of years as well, you know, whether it's a, a, a friend at church or a coworker or your next door neighbor, right. The proverbial yep. keeping up with the Joneses, uh, kicks yep. in play, uh, you know, you're, you're chatting, you're having conversations, you find out that they maybe have more save than you for retirement, mm -hmm. or they've picked up a new camper, a new, you know, like you got this, you know, shiny camper or whatever. And it's funny about the keeping up with the Joneses because, literally the person that I see sometimes that I feel that way, his last name is Jones. So literally, <laughs> so you are literally trying to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> and this is a bad way. So you got to recognize that greed to go, look, 
you don't know how much the Joneses owe or what the Joneses right. got going on, you know? Yeah. So there's, um, it's a dangerous game, right? I mean, and if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, yeah, to your point, you don't know. I mean, you know, maybe they, they're loaded and this is okay for their budget and their spending yeah. and, and what they have saved. Maybe they they can't afford it and it's all in debt. Yeah. You know, it's all credit. And all credit. You know, so why would you want to keep up with that? Or they have no college bills for their kids and you do. Uh, I mean, there's a, you do. Yeah. You have to understand the, you know, don't, don't worry about everyone else. Look at your plan. What's your scenario. I mean, I I hear this come up, not in that extreme, but a lot of times with clients when I'm, you know, prospective clients when they're meeting with them, Mm. you know, we'll go through the initial meeting and kind of go through their numbers. And so, so what do you think, you know, how am am I kind of on average with everyone on target with everyone else? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, you're 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 where you're at. Yep. And how much you have saved doesn't need to compare to anyone else. Yeah. You know that's the, the old the old campaign of what's your number just drove me crazy before because everyone's always right. targeting you know oh I got a million it's got to be a million well maybe you know and I think that's the point too for a lot you of know, times when you're chatting right it's like well I know that my neighbors or my best friends at church or whatever you know they've saved a million and and I'm not there yet I mean whatever the, yep. the circumstance is you allow that to creep in and you feel like you've done yes. something wrong and maybe you have because you've taken you haven't taking the time to really start mm-hmm. building uh, and finding out where you are from a retirement standpoint, but it doesn't mean you have to swing for the fences back to the market thing and go yes, stuff exactly until you've gotten a plan together or until you've run the numbers to make sure you know where you stand. So that's another way right. to recognize that, that uh, voice of greed. Yeah. So don't worry about the neighbors or, you know, the, your other friends and colleagues and what they right. understand what your, your scenario is, what yeah. should you be saving and where should yeah. you be at? Or are you on target? Yep. Yep. No, no, don't chase the Smiths or the Joneses or anything else. Yeah. Um, okay. Emergency fund in the bank. Yep. So fed's going to maybe start ticking up. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, last mm-hmm. week as well. Uh, they might, and you might get a little bit more back at the bank when this happens, but again, the last several years you're getting bupkis, right? So, right. You know, if it's collecting dust, you start feeling like, okay, I could do something more with this money. And then you maybe put it someplace that's a little more risky and that's right. your safety net. That's your emergency fund. So you're getting a little greedy because the bank stinks right now. And I get that. Yeah. And I mean, so there's two sides of that coin. It's, you know, emergency fund in retirement is always an interesting discussion because all our life we've been trained at, oh, it's got to be three to six months of, of, you know, income that we would need. And where, where did that come from? Well, I lose my job. It might take three to six months to generate, you know, to get a new job. I so I need to have this cushion to be able to pull from. Okay. You lost your job. You're retired. So you don't need that concept anymore. It doesn't matter. Your right. income should be built into a plan that you're getting this monthly income for life, right? So yeah. you, that plan's built out to provide income. So to me, an emergency fund in retirement is, is simply truly that safety net of, you know, okay, I, I have, you know, the roof blew off some major thing yeah. like that, or I've got a big opportunity or, you know, expense that comes up that I want to be able to do. And I don't want to have to try to figure out at that point, where is it going to come from? Yeah. You know, okay. I, I can go grab the money and then worry about replacing that at a later date. You know, so I mean, that to me is an emergency fund and really where it fits in retirement. And, and to your point of, you know, rates and oh, they're, they're low today. Mm-hmm. Again, let's go back to, to his, you know, history and understand the reality of it. 
there's never a point in history where the money in the bank's growing greater than inflation long term, right? I oh, mean, wow. it's okay, just, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. it doesn't happen. I mean, you think, think about the 80s, right? We just talked about it. You get 9% at the bank. Yeah. And what was inflation? You know, you were paying what? 13, 18% on a mortgage? Yeah. It just doesn't happen. That's true. You know? But our brain so doesn't my, my, remember it that way. Our brain doesn't no, remember it that way. Because we're looking at today, oh, 9%. That's, if I get 9% in the bank, that'd be great. Well, yeah, but you can't, you know. Everyone yeah. would be in the bank today, but that's right. not reality because when 9% was happening in the bank, you know, all the other rates were double digits, you know, so you, you have to bring yeah. everything in perspective. So that's that right there is recognizing the voice of greed. So yeah, uh, yeah, perfect on the, on this conversation piece, Phil. So, all right. So last one then, um, and this one's kind of fun too. So again, over the last couple of years, mm -hmm. you know, well, I'm just better off doing it myself versus giving my money away to a professional to do it, you know, like yourself, Phil. And again, yep. the last three years, you could throw a dart at the dartboard of the indexes right. and do good. You know, more than likely, you probably did pretty well. Do good, do pretty well. Uh, if you threw a dart at the dartboard and you picked an index, but it's when things get scary, it's when things get rocky that people feel yep. like, well, now I need a professional. So again, it's greedy to think, well, I'm not giving away my 1% to an advisor or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, it really comes down to understanding what that 1% goes to. And, there, and there's two sides to that advisor equation, or should be at least, okay. in my mind, how we work, right? So there, when you're paying us our advisory fee, it's not just for investment advice. I mean, that's a big component of it, right? Structuring investments, how it's how it fits your plan, but it's also managing a plan. I mean, you have to have a plan to begin with and understand what are we trying to accomplish? What is yeah. our goal? Personally, we've talked about it over and over, but our plan and how we manage investments and comes back to that plan and says we're bucketizing money from a risk standpoint, those now soon and later buckets. You know, well, so well, I would argue that you're managing uh, the person too, though. I would argue it, that, it, that oh, it's, it's a huge yeah. piece of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and exactly. We're managing then the expectations and the emotions helping yeah. our clients walk through these times, you yeah. know, of because we have clients, oh yeah, hey, I, you know. What about Bitcoin or what about, you know, oh, the market's, you know, up 20%. Why aren't we up 20%? Well, let's have yeah. that discussion. Let's walk through, you know, and it's, it's a matter of helping bring that voice of reason, you know, into some of these discussions and questions you have along the way. And, you know, should you do it? And I always tell my clients, look, at the end of the day, it's your money. I'm, I'm right. just here to help. I'm, I'm giving you advice. You want my opinion? Here it is. I'm coaching. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a coach. Yeah. Um, so let me, let me frame this and tell me if I'm wrong with this filler or correct yeah. me. But so if you're thinking about, well, I, you know, I'm not going to spend that money. Well, Vanguard is one of the cheapest options out there, right? Right. If you're doing it yourself, right. Uh, and even Vanguard put out a thing saying that they found that people who use financial professionals, advisors see something, I think it was like what, two or 3% um, improvement, higher. Yeah. higher returns. And this is from the cheapest company out there. So what right. does that tell you, right? So it tells you there can be value in using a professional, especially Absolutely. when you're transitioning from accumulation to preservation, which is retirement. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many pitfalls and decisions you're going to be faced with. You've got to have a plan to understand how does all this work. Yeah. And then the, the advisor can be that voice of reason to help walk you through the reality of what this looks like, right? Because yep. that's our job. We're, we're, we're not looking at just today, Right. In inflation is a great example because there's a lot of people that are panicked about inflation today. It's a high number. Yeah. 
look, inflation isn't a today problem. Inflation is a plan long-term problem. You've got to, you should have had this built into the plan from the beginning. If you if you didn't, yeah, maybe you should be a little bit panicked or concerned, you, but look at it, build it in long-term, you know, and that's where an advisor can help. Hopefully they have built that in, yeah. you know, so yeah, it's I mean, part of the have, equation, but you didn't have 8% built in, but hopefully you had something built in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, you know, back to the, the, the discussion on uh, spending. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to overestimate because all of a sudden you put an 8% inflation and it's like, oh, man, I'm going to need like $5 million to retire to. <laughs> well, that's not realistic either. Yeah, I like how you said that. So let's recognize the voice of reason, not the voice of greed. That'll do it yep. for this podcast. Phil, thanks for hanging out with me and chatting about this stuff. It's easy to do when times are great. It's a little tougher when times get a little scary, and that's certainly what yep. we're starting to face yep. now. So uh, we're in the first quarter of 2022 and coming off the last three years financially, it's easy to have gotten greedy, understandable, but we right. got you know, to rethink that game plan a little bit. So if you need some yep. help, reach out to Phil. Stop by the website, philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher. You can download the, uh, you know, if you have the app on your phone already, you can just check out the podcast that way. You can get it on YouTube. You know, whatever the case is, you can reach out to Phil through the website. So just stop by philstaxhacks.com, and we'll see you next time right here on the program. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.